Thank you for listening to the weekly messages of New Providence Primitive Baptist Church. To subscribe to our podcast, hear other messages, or learn more about us, please visit nppbc.com.
wretched that we actually are and how glorious that God is that he would love a wretch like me. He will change your look on your religion. Let's think about this for a minute. Who this was that was writing this? Oh, Paul. I wonder how many times that he thought about the things that he used to do and how that toward him. And he writes this, Oh, wretched man that I am. Who shall deliver me from the body of this death? I thank God through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then with the mind, I myself serve the law of God, but with the flesh, the law of sin. Amen. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus hath made me free from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh. God sending His own Son in likeness of sinful flesh and for sin condemned sin in the flesh. Thank you. Now let's get the meaning of what He's trying to get across here. He is trying to explain to them that Jesus Christ came to die. He lived in this world, perfected the law, in that He never once sinned. Amen. That the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not after the flesh but after the spirit for they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh but they that are after the spirit the things of the spirit for to be carnally minded is death but to be spiritually minded is life and peace because the carnal mind is enmity against God For it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. So then they that are in the flesh cannot please God. But he throws a bone in here. But ye are not in the flesh. But in the spirit. If so be the spirit of God dwelleth in you. Now if any man have not the Spirit of Christ, he is none of his. You may be seated. Amen. I want you to think about this man that is writing this letter to the church of Rome. He was writing to the Jews that were in Rome that knew the law. I told you when we started this, I don't have religion, I have God. Let me tell you something. The Jewish people, they had a religion. They had the law that they had to follow and they had every step that they had to do. But guess what? They could not fulfill it. They could not walk in those statues. Why? Because their minds are corner. We are sinful by nature. We were born into sin and our very thoughts are sinful. Amen. 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 This is what Paul was trying to get to him here. In the flesh, you're always going to have sin. And I, I have, for the last two months, there in church, I have been, I can't get off of this. How wretched that we 
and he convicted me. Jesus showed up, convicted me of my sin, and I realized if I died in that moment, that I'd split hell wide open. Jesus. You have to come to the realization that you're nothing more than a sinner. And the thing about it was, I was six year old. I probably hadn't done a whole lot. It didn't matter. I was sinful. It dwelled within me. Born after the sin was too bad. It was in duty that the man I was born with it. Amen. Amen. And in that moment, like Saul, I, I was fearful for my life. Guarantee you Saul was fearful that day when he came off of his, when he hit the ground was on his knees and said, Lord, who art thou? He was scared to death. He had the evidence on him. He had the papers in his jacket pocket to go kill them that preached Jesus and him crucified. But see, there was something happened with Saul. Jesus gave him instruction. You go up, you go down by a street called Straight, and you sit there and you wait and you pray. And I'll send one to you. He prayed the entire time until he, the man of God came into him. And I guarantee you one thing that Paul found that day. Because we all have to come the same way. Every one of us. This morning as I was preaching this, there's a, a very distinct happening that occurs when salvation is made real in somebody. Paul's laying this out as a way to determine whether or not you are one of his. Does the Spirit of God dwell within you? That's what he was trying to tell them. I have the Spirit within me that fights. I've had a warfare within my bones because I would do good, but the, but the Spirit within me wants to do good. But my mind and my flesh do otherwise. Yeah. At the moment... That you accept Jesus as your Savior. And duty unto you at that moment is the Holy Spirit. Amen. Preacher, how do you know that? Because at that moment, I was scared absolutely to death. I cried out to Dad as we pulled out of that parking lot. Lord, Daddy, we got to go back. We got to go back. I was six year old. I didn't understand fully how this all worked. The only place I ever seen people saved was inside the church. Yeah. That's where I wanted to get back to. Daddy, we gotta turn around. I gotta go back. What did you forget? I didn't forget anything. I'm lost and I need to be saved. Yeah. 
Chuck, can you wait? <laughs> can you wait till we get to Sister Ann's house? We had stayed the weekend with Ann Comer. We had to go back over and get our clothes from where we had stayed all weekend. Can you wait till we get to Sister Ann's house? We'll talk about this. I could have got saved right then and there. I could have. Did you know what I prayed all the way over to Sister Ann's house? She didn't live in about two miles from the church. I was praying the whole way, Lord, don't let this car wreck. Don't let me die. Don't let me die in this condition. Real. Terrified. I'm talking terrified before beyond anything that I had ever witnessed or found before in my life. I was terrified. We got in the driveway. Mom and my brother, they got out of the car and went into Ann's house and me and Dad. He pulled me up to the front seat and he began to question me again. Said, Honey, are you sure? Do you know? How do you know that you're lost? How I knew to tell you what Jesus told me that I was lost. Amen. Well, said, Ain't a thing I can do for you. You know now what you got to do. You're going to have to be the one doing the praying. I can't pray for you. And he didn't take no complicated prayer for me. I heard three words three times. Jesus saved me. I'm lost. Four words. Jesus saved me. I'm lost. You know what happened on the third time? Bless God, the Spirit of God abode within me and gone from me was the fear and terror that I felt and it was replaced with peace and joy. Amen. Amen. What do you think it means when when the Apostle John wrote perfect love casteth out all fear. Amen. It's gone from me, bless God, Tommy. I ain't got to worry about it. It's no more. Amen. It was settled right then. Yes. The Spirit made its abode within me. Yes. Yes. Amen. And just like Paul, I ain't never been the same since. Now let me tell you something though. Paul's also writing this as a warning to them. To let them know now that you're saved doesn't mean that it's going to be that bed of roses you're going to have a warfare. But bless God, I have something within me that is greater than all of that. That's right. That's his name. And when I sin, it lets me know. You know what that is? That is the Spirit of God. Eighth chapter, seventh verse, it says, Because the carnal mind is enmity against God. For it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. So then they that are in the, in the flesh cannot please God. But ye are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit. 
If so be that the Spirit of God dwell within you. Amen. Now if any man have not the Spirit of Christ, he is none of his. Real simple. Real simple test right here. If you can walk in sin, profess to be a child of God and you can stay in sin and it never bothers you, you don't have the Spirit of God within you. This is what he was telling them right here. He was making a division right here. You might not be able to follow the law of God and it might war within your members, but ye are not of the flesh. Amen. When Jesus Christ saved your soul, yep. the Holy Spirit made its abode within you. You are no longer your own. You have been bought with a price. And bless God, He will not let what He is get away. You want some more evidence of that one? You go into the 10th chapter of the book of John where He talked about the Good Shepherd. He said, I am the door of the sheep. He said, all the others that come before me were hirelings. And when the wolves come and the thieves came, they ran. But I am the good shepherd. He also went on to say that he would leave the 99 safe in the fold and go get that sheep that had gone astray. Amen. If you can profess to be a child of God, and you can continue to live in sin and never once have a regret, never once the Spirit of God welling up within you telling you that it's wrong. Bless God, you are not one of His. Amen. I've lived that one too. I was in a backslidden condition in this very church for three years. Every Sunday... Every time the church doors was open, I took my seat. Why? Because I was living under my mother and father's roof and that was their rule. And for three years, every time the church doors was open, he beat upon my heart, let me know that I was not right with him. Amen. That's right. That's right. Amen. Amen. Until he got to the point where he would not let me go any further. Bless God, you cannot continue in sin without recompense if you are a child of God. Right. And if you can, it's very simple. That means the Spirit of God does not live within you and you are none of His. I'm glad today that I do not have religion. The Jews had religion and they couldn't keep it. Couldn't. God knew that. God knew that they couldn't keep it. 
That's why He sent the ultimate sacrifice. Amen. To die in your stead that you no longer have to live by that law. You have the Spirit of God that dwells within you that will lead you and guide you through it. Amen. In a way that we can live holy. It takes the Spirit of God. Because you are not going to do it on your own. You leave it to your own devices, you'll have yourself so messed up and so far out of touch with God that you won't know which way is up. But today the challenge is, is that the Spirit of God working within you. If not, you need to take stock. Are you one of His? Because this is a dangerous thing. There's going to be a lot of people. There's going to be a lot of people turned away. When he opens up the book of life. And your name is not written there. And he casts you out out of darkness. And you're going to be saying, but Lord, I did all these things. I was in church every time the church doors was open. I did all these things. I gave to the poor. I sung in a church. I was all these things. He's going to ultimately look at you and say, depart from me. You worker of iniquity for I never knew you. Simply because ultimately you thought that you were good enough. You're just like the rest of us. You're nothing more than a wretch. I hope to God that He never lets me forget that. I'm nothing more than a wretch. I'm not worthy to raise my hand and call upon His name. That's right. Amen. I'm not. Never have been, never will be. But the one that made it worthy was Jesus. It's only through the blood of Jesus Christ that I can even raise my head today and cry out to Him. A lot of people have a hard time coming into the church house and worshiping God anymore. I think it's because they've lost perspective of who they were and where they're at. And a lot of them may be fooled. They may have themselves fooled into thinking that they're enough. Well, let's go. Let me tell you one thing. When you realize you're nothing more than a wretch, as lost as lost can be, not worthy for anything, and he bankrupted heaven on my account. Yeah. I'm not worthy of any of it. But through his great love and his tender mercy towards me, a sinner, he sought after me, called me by name, and made me realize that I was lost and I needed a Savior. Tonight, if that's you, would you come? Have you been fooling yourself? Have you been thinking that you can make it on your own and that you are enough? Let me be the bearer of bad news to you. You are not. Let it in the same same breath tell you some good news. You don't have to be. Because Jesus died for you. 
was able to walk in the, in, in the religion that was given, the law that was given, he was able to walk perfect, upright, and die in your place. So that you would and could be worthy. Brother Tommy, that's our message.